Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. I really hope you had a safe and happy Independence Day. On today's episode, we have Ward Gunther. He is the host of the Ward Gunther Show that's on Apple Music Country, but he's also the founder of the well-known Whiskey Jam. We talk about the challenge of growing a brand and how having no plan can actually be a plan. Hey, hey, Pubcast listeners, welcome back and welcome to this episode of the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. Today, we're sitting with the founder of Whiskey Jam, the host of the Ward Gunther Show that you can stream from Apple Music Country, and also a recipient of the AIMP Song Champion Award, my buddy, Ward Gunther. Welcome aboard, my friend. Thank you for having me, man. I see the, uh, I have the award set up on my wall at my office, and I think about you guys quite often so it's nice to finally connect yeah this man is not only the busiest man i've been trying to connect with him since he won that award but trying to get time with ward gunther is no joke because the man stays (laughs) constantly busy so ward i know you've probably given us this uh, before in interviews but why don't you give us the the short version because if i'm not wrong i think you came to town originally as a creator like a artist and a writer but now it pivoted to this enterprise and you may still write so don't hold that against me if i screw that up and you can share yeah <laughs> but you've turned it into this empire that we know is whiskey jam can you give us the the bullet points how you got there yeah for sure um i i moved to town in 2003 so it'll be 20 years this summer and the dream coming out of college was to write songs and and sing and be the artist and I didn't know much about the music business or how that worked other than I wanted to do it. And I liked what I saw on TV. So I came to town and immediately kind of got immersed in it and spent the first, I would say, you know, five to eight years just really doing the artist songwriter thing. But I never really fully committed. I was always just that was the thing that I did. And nightlife in Nashville was more interesting to me, you know, being out socially in that scene at that time was so fun to me it distracted me from the the commitment you needed to make it as a songwriter or an artist as it worked out i got a couple gigs in the music industry selling t-shirts for billy currington i was out on the road on radio tour with david nail singing back up with him i got exposed to everything from that radio tour level touring artist to arenas with brad paisley you know we saw the the range of that. And honestly, it was not as cool as I thought it would be. Nothing against any of those people or what they do, but it was like not knowing what I was getting into. I was like, okay, maybe there's other stuff out there that I could do to be involved. You know, is it work in merchandise more in depth? Is it, I don't know, label or management or something like that. And it worked out that in 2011, I started Whiskey Jam with my friend Josh Hogue because we were kind of frustrated and tired of the the current writers round situation in Nashville is typically more subdued and we thought it was more boring just because we were such social guys. We like to be out and when you invite your friends to come see a show, you want them to have a good time. And so that's what that's where Whiskey Jam came out. And immediately, I mean it wasn't a year into it, I was really, really, really fired up about how I felt doing that being involved with that part of the creative uh, or the music industry, I would get my creative rocks off hosting the show and being involved, not necessarily being on stage or writing the songs. And I continued to write for 
for quite a while, probably eight, nine more years after that, um, after we started Whiskey Jam, but it got to where spending three or four hours trying to write a song that given my track record before would do nothing. I had so many songs that nothing ever happened with. It was like, okay, your probability of nothing happening is not worth the hours that you could be spending working on whiskey jam doing something else. So it came, it kind of got my head after the pandemic. I really hadn't written probably two times. I love that. Yeah. That's uh, to me, it's like whiskey jam became like a live curated playlist that you see on any of the streaming networks of hot new up and coming talent. And you've been able to maintain a strong legitimacy as a curator of talent. And I, I think you're being humble because you've done this for so long and you probably know the number. I don't know the number of people that you've identified, brought in, and had do your show that have gone on to not like I know Luke's one of them, Luke Combs, to be mm -hmm. clear, to superstardom. The number of artists that have started and or had a start or a beginning with a whiskey jam and grown an audience is pretty large. So I don't be too humble. I know a lot of that and I want to talk about that. How did that process start? Because obviously you started kind of small with your buddies, but then you took this idea and you're like, I got to keep filling these slots so yeah who started that how what's the process there and how do you go about making sure each whiskey jams is the best it can be the process really started just kind of in our friend group you know we were trying to pick because the, there's always been so many great talented people and there's a wide range of of skill level in that in our pool and it's just gotten it's gotten crazy over the years because there's so many more people trying to play now, you know, and it's been, it's been great for us because I, I like to say this a lot. It's like the talent pool is constantly refreshing. You know, you got people coming through, trying Nashville out. You got people making their way, you know, up the ladder and, and they graduate onto bigger and better things. I mean, we get at least a dozen submissions a day and some of them might be repeats like, Hey, I, I applied last year or last month, whatever, haven't heard back. But we just get a constant influx of people, real. I mean, really good. Like have have recorded music. I mean, just to kind of put it in perspective, they have music recorded out on streaming platforms, which is more than I can say about myself. And I committed my life to this twenty years ago. And it's like, okay, these people are are giving it all they can, and there's, it's just a nonstop influx of that talent. As far as like curating it and picking it, I never intended on Whiskey Jam to be like Ward Gunther's Whiskey Jam or Whiskey Jam hosted by me or whatever, curated by me, because I don't have the greatest ear, I guess, for like the really, really hit stuff. So I just try to keep a an objective, I guess, range, what we wanted to include. I just listened through and have kind of kept my ear to the ground through the almost 13 years now of the artist who's making noise, who's bubbling up on social media at this point is a is a good indicator that's one thing that sets us apart is the fact that you have a human being a group of human beings listening to music putting it together and and hosting it and making it be as real and touchable as possible where was the moment that you knew like i know from the get-go this started off pretty hot but where did you go oh shit this is something and then how did you think through how to keep that something strategically growing? Because I know you have really great merch, which you mentioned you had a background in it. Like, can you give me some insight, like how that worked and when you knew this was really something and how to protect it? It probably was 
the dawn of that merch era where it shifted from being, it didn't shift. I feel like we put something truly tangible, a physical item that you could attach to outside of the, the event, you know, the kind of the aura of the event. I was like, okay, this is shifting into lifestyle world. We had gone from just a, a fun hang. It's like, okay, we can, this hang now is something that people want to be identified by. If you're going to wear a hat that says, if you're going to wear a shirt and say, this is the, this is the kind of person I am. I hang out at this place. I knew we were onto something really interesting there. And I, it's been such a work in progress the entire time. I can't say, and I've never claimed to, I've not never claimed to, I've said this for a long time. We can't have a five-year plan because the things that we were, they were doing now, we could have never dreamed up five years ago. And so it's been a lot of that as corny as it sounds, just kind of letting us see what the universe serves you. We're, we're very prepared for change. We would love to go out in the world and, and grab the things that we, that we want to do, but truly like the biggest revolutions in our, in our brand have come from just these kind of crazy preposterous situations. Like who would have thought that Luke Combs would be doing what he is five years ago? You know, I couldn't, I wouldn't have been saying like, Hey, he, he will come in and sell out stadiums and then be able to sell out another night. Just kind of, in, in the same cities the night before. Like, it's just amazing stuff happening around it. So being fluid and flexible, I, I guess the thing that's kept it all together through the years is just having a, a, a good brand awareness and identity and knowing what we are, what we stand for, which is truly the music and the artist probably trite and overused, but we are here for the artist and the audience. You know, the people on stage that want to have a place to, to test their music out and the audience that wants a place to go and not be sold something, you know, just be a part of something real, feel like they're really experiencing the, the birth of music and the kind of uh, a unique place in the in the timeline. But yeah, I think it does go back to early on identifying and realizing that the brand had some had more power and meant something to people. I love that. And I will say, I came into town to be a rock star. I was a drummer and I was playing in bands. And it was a very real moment when I realized I was better at being a publisher than I was being a musician. And to switch gears was a very emotional thing for me, but it was the right thing for me. So did you have that same moment when it really took off where you're like, oh, this is happening and I'm going to pivot? Or was it just, so, it, did it just happen and it just happened? You know what I mean? Well, it, it kind of, it was a blend. Like when we started it out, Josh Hogue and I would perform every single Whiskey Jam. We would start the show at eight o'clock and play a few of our songs and then we'd get to our guests. And honestly, we're still going off that same schedule because people stopped coming from the beginning. They're like, we see Josh, well, we've seen this before. We know how the story ends. You know, let's start, we'll show up when the new bands are coming on. And that was an immediate, signal to me i was like okay this can't be about you people will literally stop showing up if you think it's going to be about you this is not some trick to get you a publishing deal or josh a record deal you should be doing this for a different reason so that kind of that was an, an indicator early on the less that i got fulfilled playing my own stuff and the more that i got fulfilled seeing songs and, and artists react with our crowd it's been amazing watching people discover us naturally you know kind of like uh I, I i reference field of dreams a lot you know people will come in and they're like the 
the lawyer brother on Field of Dreams, they look around, they go, oh my gosh, like where, where did all this come from? You know, this, this magic moment that is just really special to have in that bar, in that event setting. I feel like I've grown a lot as a, as a human through the, through those years. And hopefully one of the things I'd, I'd obviously never set out to do, but I would hope that that and the story that I'm telling even here can be visible to some people and say, like, you know what? I don't, maybe I don't have to just drag myself through decades of misery to try to, you know, thread some impossible needle to do what? To then say, what? I had a record deal and I had a, a song on the radio. Yeah, you know, like let the let the world work for you instead of just fighting it. I want to jump back to a little more strategy talk to give some people some ideas of what, what you face. So let's start with like, give me an example early on of a challenge you faced, how you overcame it. And then if you can pull forward, like what are some of the challenges you face now and what are you trying to do to overcome those? So give me a, a, a historical and what the future looks like. I think about this one a lot. We were having our biggest show that we've ever had was in 2015. It was in the Gulf. It was, they shut down the street that's now in front of Thompson Hotel. The Thompson Hotel was a hole in the ground and they were, they were pile driving that hole up until the first band went on that night. It was a huge event. We partnered up with a bar downtown. They wanted to do a big St. Patrick's Day blowout. And it was amazing, but we had just way outshot our where we should be at the time. That might be something we could do now, eight years later, but trying to do an event and host 5,000 people in the streets and having no control. I had no control over it. They, they weren't prepared to sell beer on the streets to 5,000 people, so the, the bar just kind of took it the biggest hit but i was like okay let's not try to swing for the fences if we're not ready to if we can't run the bases you know what's the point so the things that i have in my mind now like bigger picture stuff of a festival festivals have always entered my brain is like man well that would be so cool if we could do it wait you know wait as long as we can until we figure it out that happening fairly early on in the in the timeline of whiskey jam really meant kept me happy with just teeny tiny progression steps, you know, nothing don't need to make li big leaps and jumps when it's just going to lead to setbacks in the end. So what outside whiskey jam, you know, we've talked about humility and things. You have become quite a, a media presence, I guess, for lack of a better word. And you've created your own brand and you you're working with Apple. Now you want to touch a little bit on how that came about and, and what that, that does for you and what you do for them. Sure. That was um, an interesting time, how that all came about. And it's a testament to kind of just honestly being yourself. And one of, another one of those things where the let the let the world come in and take care of it instead of I would I would love to be a radio host. I had no idea how that would ever happen. And it was honestly, we had looked into it a couple of times uh, through whiskey jam, like going into a radio station and having a whiskey jam hour. And they're like, yeah, that'd be great. It should be $4,000 a month. Like, whoa, wait, 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 no, we were, we, weren't, we had just something different in mind. Um, and so that world was intriguing, but was so unapproachable. The fact that Apple was developing their own thing on the side and identified me 
from what I was doing at Whiskey Jam was really blew my mind when that happened. And I was like, man, you just never know what's working in the, in, on the side stage when you're doing your thing. And so I thought it, I think about it a lot. Moments where I might have gotten frustrated or done something stupid or not had the best thing in mind for the brand acting selfishly would have, could have potentially ruined my chances to work with Apple because they were watching from a distance quietly, not letting me know that they were watching. And what we were doing in town was so genuine and so such a positive contribution to the scene is exactly what they wanted involved in their in their radio world. So just the, the that swirl of doing things for the right reasons and the things happening in the in the wings while you were working on your stuff, it all kind of came together in 2019. They approached us and said, hey, we'd love to talk about this thing that we're building. We don't really know yet. And it kind of was coming, it was coalescing on its own as they figured out what Apple Music Radio was going to look like, how that was going to fit into the Apple Music world and just kind of built their team around it. And it, we were just honestly the, the best example in country music mainstream, I guess, for an entity that supported developing artists. You know, there's nobody that had done it longer or done it with the same dynamic as Whiskey Jam. And it just worked out that for me as a host, and luckily I was able to translate that into jump into the radio world and, and assimilate there. But yeah, as another one, I was just kind of like doing what I'm doing, not making it too, too much about myself or being over ambitious. And then it worked out that the things that came through have helped more than I could have ever, you know, devised on my own, the symbiotic nature of having, having whiskey jam to talk about on my radio show. And that, that being a qualifier for me to a worldwide audience, like, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's done, he's, he's been in the scene. And then at whiskey jam, knowing that, well, gosh, this is, this is a, a much bigger, I don't say much bigger deal. Now it is, it's definitely validated it and made it more legitimate. It's like, this guy isn't just putting this show together in his basement. And even though I might be, you know, <laughs> he's, he is surrounded by good teams and good people and good energy all around. And, um, I don't know. It's been, it's been great. A good marriage. The AIMP Nashville Pubcast is hosted by yours truly, Tim Hunzey, producer Brandon Harrington, mixing and editing by Casey Porter. And this has been a Dime Collective production.